0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the greater war I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No less to go back. I gotta keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Good morning. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to faith school. Faith school's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is much to learn about walking with God and about trusting God, faith in God. There's much to learn about being an overcomer in this life, about resisting the enemy. And two of the Biggest thing you could ever learn in this life is what to yield to and what to resist. A lot of people are uh, resisting God when they should be yielding to Him. And a lot of people are yielding to the enemy when they should be resisting Him. Yield to God, resist the enemy. Submit yourself to God, the Bible said, and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's pray and ask the Lord to, to help us in the class today, Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for utterance, for anointing, for direction, for answers, quicken us to be able to see and hear and understand and discern what's right and good, and what's you and what's truth. And we purpose to be doers of it, not just hearers only. Thank you for help, answers, and strength today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look with me again in Hebrews, the third chapter, and also we've been looking in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, uh, in our main text as we continue on our study of what we're calling uh, overcoming unbelief. Hebrews 3, verse 12 says, Take heed, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Verse 15 says, Today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Verse uh, 18 says, To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. Now it's important to, to remember, believing is a choice, just like doubting is a choice. Uh, people stumble over this and sometimes people wrestle and argue about this. I've heard people say before, well I'm, I'm sorry but I just can't believe all that. Uh, that's not a true statement by, by nature of what faith is. Faith is not based on even what you understand. Faith is not based on what you see or any physical evidence or any of that. Faith is a choice. You choose to believe. Instead of saying, I can't believe that, the correct thing would be to say, I choose not to. You could believe it if you would choose to. And so here we see these people chose not to, and they did so repeatedly until it cost them the promised land. He went on to say, verse 19, so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. It wasn't the giants that kept them out. It wasn't uh, their lack of military ability or weaponry or any of that. It wasn't because the walls and the cities were too well fortified. It was none of that that kept them out. And yet, that's what they thought. Now, that's the same thing is happening today. And people thinking, well, I can't have this ...because of this. I don't have enough education. I don't have the right contacts. I don't have the money. I didn't have the opportunities. Well, you can believe all those excuses and never have it. Or you could believe what God said about things. Is that right? It's a choice. Do you see that class? It's a choice. You can choose to be a victim your whole life or you can choose to be victorious... In Christ. I choose victory. How about you? I I choose trust in God. I I choose to believe what he said and to believe that with him helping me, I can do all things. Right? Through Christ who strengthens me. I, I can receive anything I need to receive. I can do anything he tells me to do. Right? And if it looks like there's this giant hindrance or restriction in the natural. Well, it's not bigger than Him. Nothing's bigger than Him. But can you see how I I can look at that and go, well, that's it. No way. Might as well quit now. Or I can say, now what did you say Father? What did you say about that? Oh, you said, go right through it. Okay. Well, then we can. Can you see? It's a choice. It's a choice. What I look at What I listen to, what I think about, what I ponder and meditate on, what I believe. It's a choice. This or that. Somebody said out loud I choose choose. not to doubt, doubt. I choose to believe. I choose to to trust God. God. Amen. Amen. It's a choice. It's a choice. If you've been attacked uh, with some kind of serious physical problem, uh, you've got the natural. And you've got the spiritual. And the scripture says. We walk by faith. Not by sight. While we look not at the things. That are seen. But at the things which are. Not seen. So you can choose to focus on what you see. And say well that's it. That's it. Or you can look at what he said. And though it's not seen. And not yet in this realm. If he said it. It's true. And he can bring it to pass. Is that right? What am I looking at? What am I focusing on? What am I saying? Say it again, class. It's a choice. It's a choice. Faith or fear is a choice. Believing or doubting is a choice. I choose to believe. How about you? I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Now in 1 Corinthians 10... He talks about, verse 11, I'm reading the Living Bible, said all these things happened as examples to warn us against doing the same things. They're written down so we could read about them and learn from them. Verse 12, this is the Living Bible, says, Be careful thinking, oh, I would never behave like this, like that. Let this be a warning to you. The Message Bible says, these are all warning markers, danger in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. And we're talking about what happened with the Israelites that were delivered out of Egyptian bondage and their journeys through the wilderness. And actually, they failed test after test after test. They failed them all. They refused to believe God and trust him. And listen to him and obey him. And reading it and looking at it, you would think, well, that just doesn't seem reasonable to me. Well, yeah, but you have the perspective of looking at it from this side. You weren't on the ground, right, in the middle of it. But not to say you would have had to doubt like they did, because even among all that adult population, which was, uh, I don't know, million plus people, uh, there were 600 and some thousand soldiers among them. Not counting the, the women and older people and children. And, and that whole generation of adults. They didn't get into promised land. They were robbed. They missed it. They died. Wandered around out there till they were old, uh, older. And died in the wilderness. Except for. Joshua. And Caleb. Is that right? Proving. Everybody didn't have to doubt, right? If Joshua and Caleb believed, what what did that prove? The other folks could have believed. Is that right? It was a testimony against them. The other people could have embraced the same trust for God that Joshua did, that Caleb did. When they stood up and said, look. These people, their defense has departed from them. God's with us. If he's with us and delights us, he will bring us in. Let's go take this thing. Do you hear the tone of faith? Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. The spirit of faith is the spirit of the overcomer. The spirit of faith is the spirit of triumph, the spirit of victory. Can you hear it in Caleb and Joshua's voices? God's with us don't be moved by all this huh? is it a choice class, is it a choice what, what are we going to do, what are we going to believe are we going to focus on these big giants or are we going to focus on our bigger God what are we going to do and, and you could hear it in their voice and even though that unbelieving, grumbling griping, rebellious crowd held them back for 40 years can other people's unbelief affect you sometimes? Yes. Yeah, depending on what it is, it can. But they never gave up and they never quit. And after all that bunch was dead, Joshua and Caleb still alive, right? And when Caleb was 80 years old, he said to Joshua, he said, You remember, What Moses said that God said about us, you know, when we brought that report back and everybody else said we were nuts and crazy, but we said, no, let's go do it. And Moses said, they're going in. He said, I'm ready to go. I'm 80 years old, but I'm as good a man to fight as I was back then. Can God keep you? Can God, can God keep? He said, give me this mountain. I want the big one with the giants on top. And he got it. And he took it, proving they could have taken it 40 years ago. Can you see that? See, people imagine, well, I don't know why God is holding me back from this. I don't know why it's taking so long. Again and again, you're not waiting on God. He told us to do something, to act on something, to do something, to believe something, to lay hold. He told us he had given us something to lay hold on it. And then you have to make a choice. Am I going to sit around, cry, mope, be sad, feel sorry for myself, blame everybody else, play the victim? Well, then you you can live out your life and have a shortened version of it, miserable, and never enjoy the things that you should have. Somebody say, not me, not me. By the grace of God, I will lay hold of the blessings of the Lord. I choose to believe. Now, notice with me, go if you would, uh, we're going to read a couple of places, but 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, we've referred to this, but I want to talk about it a little bit more. 2 Corinthians 4, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 says, if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. Lost people don't see the truth of the gospel. There, verse 4 says, The God of this world, and that's talking about the devil, the enemy, has blinded the minds of them that believe not. There's a blindness that accompanies unbelief. The more unbelief you're in, the more blind and dull of hearing and understanding that you will be. The, the most basic of things starts with this. Proverbs talks about this in multiple places and you see it in, in other places as well. That the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Also talks about it's the beginning of understanding. It's the beginning of wisdom. Somebody say beginning. Amen. The beginning. Now the fear of the Lord It encompasses acknowledging the existence and reality of God. It involves acknowledging how great He is, how big He is, how wise He is, how powerful He is, and having a reverence and a respect for that. That's where knowledge, understanding, and wisdom starts. Starts. If you don't acknowledge God, you don't even start to understand. If you you have no respect for God, no reverence for God, you won't understand this book. If you hear good teaching and preaching, you won't understand it. You won't get it. You'll think there's nothing to it and and if you don't repent find out too late but the beginning of even understanding anything the beginning of knowing real knowledge or real having any real wisdom it starts with the lord he is god hallelujah, hallelujah. creator of the heavens and the earth the god of all wisdom all knowledge, all understanding, the Almighty, the Eternal One. Lord, I respect you. I reverence you. I stand in awe of you. If you genuinely do that from your heart, the lights start coming on. Can you see this class? I said the lights will begin to come on. It's the beginning of godly knowledge, understanding, wisdom. But if you, you know, thought, well, I've been to college and, and I'm too intelligent to believe all this stupid religious stuff, well, you will have a total darkened understanding. You won't see any of this. Hmm? Well, if God's real, he, he prove it to me. He doesn't owe it to you to prove anything to you like that. You're not God. You're dependent on his oxygen for your every breath. On his People say, well, there's no evidence of God. Just everything around you. Just everything around you. It didn't create itself. You say, well, I, uh, it, it was a big bang. Well, what caused it? No, if you can't say how it happened and you weren't there, how can you say God didn't do it? You should at least say, I don't know. <laughs> Show a little bit of honesty and integrity. And some of you say, well, you weren't there either. No, but I choose to believe. Yes, Can you see we're right back to that? I choose to believe Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He created mankind. Mankind, Adam and Eve, disobeyed him. And that wasn't just an ignorant mistake. That was a choice and a bad one. And every, every person since then, with the exception of Jesus, when they've come to the age of knowing right from wrong, has chosen wrong. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and we could not save ourselves, but thank God, the Father sent Jesus, Amen. and He has saved us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, He has saved all who put their faith in Him. Now, uh, keep reading here in second Corinthians. Skip on down to the 13th verse. Well let me read verse four again. It says, uh, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 13, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Everybody say spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Not, not knowledge of faith, not mentality of faith. Spirit. Spirit of faith. The scripture talks about in uh, Romans, among other places, that uh, Romans 8, 14 and 15, 15 says, You have not received the spirit of bondage Again to fear. Spirit of bondage. To fear. And we read in Timothy. Times past. That God didn't give us. A what? Spirit Spirit of fear. Here in Romans he called. The spirit of fear. The spirit of bondage. Fear will put you in bondage. Hebrews talks about that. It said that Jesus. Jesus took part of flesh and blood, Hebrews 2.14, so that he through death might destroy the one who had the power of death and might deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear makes you subject to being bound and being destroyed. But I wanted to point out, he keeps using the word spirit. Now, the spirit of fear is not reasoning. It's not mental, just mental. It affects the mental. It's not just physical. It affects the physical. Spirit is something uh, apart from this material realm, but it influences this realm. The spirit of fear uh, is the influence of wrong spirits pushing uh, fearful thoughts and suggestions and catastrophe disaster scenarios pushing you to be alarmed, to be to, to panic. And everything from slight dread to full-blown panic attack is the same evil stuff. It's all fear. It's just different degrees of it. But notice, it's not just mental. You cannot reason your way out of fear. It takes more than that. It's not just rationalization. Fear can be completely irrational. You see people who are just bound by fears and in listening to them talk, it's just unreasonable what they're so afraid of, but it's because it's not just a mental thing. There are spiritual influences involved. Well, by the same uh, way, faith... Is a spirit. The spirit of faith. And there's also. Both of these things. Are influences. And it it matters. Who you're around. Hmm? If you're around. Fearful people. Who feed on fear. And how many understand. Most of the news. Is fear. Is that right? And whatever you feed on will get stronger. If you feed your fears, next thing you know, it'll be bothering you. It'll be something chewing on the back of your consciousness, even when you don't mean for it to be. And, and uh, you'll be what, what they call jumpy. <laughs> People say, why are you so jumpy? Well, you've been feeding on fear. How many understand watching horror shows is not a good idea? <laughs> huh? What, what are they designed to do? Scare you. Make you jump in your seat. Is that right? And uh, in order to get a really scary, horrible movie, somebody has to write a really scary script. Where are they going to get that? Somebody has to imagine some truly terrible stuff. Right? How many of you know there are spirits ready to assist you? Is that right? With all kind of horror scenarios. And if you yield to that and you feed on that, the fear will just increase in you. And the thing is, it won't stay, at the, it won't quit at the end of the movie. <clears throat> Whatever you fed into you, you'll take it with you. And then when something comes up, even when you didn't mean to be, you'll be afraid. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid this. Oh, I'm afraid that'll happen. Oh, I'm afraid this won't happen. Oh, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid. And that will rob you. That's what these guys, they kept saying, we're all going to die out here in the desert. Isn't that another way of saying, I'm afraid, we're not going to make it? Right? And then they went from that to saying, we ain't going to make it. Right? It just gets stronger in you. And then one of the passages we're going to get into here maybe this week is is one of of their passages. They said, we're dying. We're all dying. We're all going to die. Well, uh, people say, well, that ain't funny. Uh, It's a choice. You don't have to feed that. You don't have to look at that and listen to that. With the same breath, you could have said, we're making it. We're going to make it into the promised land. Why? Because the Lord told us. And he is well able. Right. You know what Caleb said? He's able to get us in there. He got us out of Egypt. Why can't he get us in there? He could. And he did. But that whole first generation, they didn't enjoy it. Except those two. So, said out loud. Spirit of fear. Spirit of, fear. Spirit of faith. Spirit of faith. Now, Ephesians also talks about the spirit of disobedience that works in the world, and like we said yesterday in yesterday's class, that uh, uh, this unbelief that we're talking about, the bad stuff, the evil heart of unbelief, unpersuadable, that same word is translated disobedient. same word and idea that's translated unbelief It's translated disobedient, disobedient. And both mean the same because the reason they didn't obey is because they didn't believe. But not a mentality, but a spirit of it. You want to separate yourself from anything that's feeding you fear. And you want to be around the things that feed you faith. You want to be around people of faith which is why you need to be going to a good church, right? Where people actually have faith and live and walk by faith and where you're fed spiritual food that will build your faith because this spirit of faith affects the very environment you live in and it'll permeate your very being. Over the course of days and weeks and months. And instead of being a fearful, it'll never happen, it can't, I can't do it person, after just a few weeks of being around faith, and especially a few months of it and more, you're like, I can do it. We will make it. We will. Can you see the difference? It's the spirit of fear, the spirit of faith. Say it out loud I have, I have the same spirit of faith. The same spirit of that Abraham had. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Same spirit of faith. I believe and I say it. That's what he went on to say. Well, our time's up again. Sit out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith giving glory to God. Well, that's it for today. Come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.